Folk, noise, electronics, improvisation. How can radical music help us manifest new possibilities for thinking and imagine new ways of organising community through ritual behaviours, actions and languages? You're listening to the Liquid Architecture Podcast. Today, Jared and Nissa of Fabulous Diamonds talk through how their sound has changed over their two-decade collaboration, the influence of line music and techno-feudalism, and their delayed production flow that keeps them moving into new musical territories. Fabulous Diamonds are the long-running duo of Nissa Venerosa and Jared Zlatik, producing uneasy and understated chamber songs for the neo-feudal age. While in the past their music has drawn from a wellspring of dubby post-punk and bubblegum minimalism, their current approach takes its cues from 20th century art song and contemporary sound design. Tenor vocals and choral-esque keyboards play atop sparse, muffled rhythms and ambiguous soundscapes. My name's Jared and I play the keyboard and I kind of do the digital arrangements for Fabulous Diamonds. I also, I play trumpet in another project called Jay and I, um, I'm involved in running uh, a record label, I guess, called Line Music. My name's Nissa and I uh, do vocals and percussion in Fabulous Diamonds. Say what's best with your eyes hard for I moved to Melbourne from Sydney and met Jared through random people when you're 18 and just hang out with whoever. And we started jamming. I mean, it was just something to do. Very, very casual. I mean, we um, obviously we're 20 years older now, which is, I mean, at least from my perspective, I kind of, you know, because it used to be, this used to have a full drum kit and I had a, a big, like, electric organ and a synthesizer. And it was all very, it was very, like, much live music. Where I think the music we compose now, it's it centered around kind of like the keyboard and the voice. And we're just trying to create kind of quite discreet kind of music, which, you know, when you're young, you want to kind of like, you're a bit more conscious about kind of copying things that you like or trying to emulate sounds. Whereas now, I, I think that I don't try to think about that in that kind of way anymore. It's more just like, I've got a musical relationship with Nissa and I know what her voice is like and, you know, we've got our personalities and we're kind of right to that. Yeah, it's just been natural and sort of wrapped around whatever we're doing in our lives, I guess. I definitely think that also now, like, before it was, like, you know, pretty organic. It was very much a live band, whereas now I guess, you know, like, I've, I've gotten more into, like, 
classical music in, in a sense. And like, even though, you know, I don't know anything about music theory, I can't, I don't know how to play the piano or anything. I guess I've been trying to put, you know, the, the current material I've been trying to explore more kind of like sparse sort of dissonant sort of chords because Nissa now she, her, her instrumentation's more, um, she's got a lot, a lot of cymbals and like one floor tom because it's a lot more sparse, I guess. They're more kind of like writing to her voice. I guess I was kind of making a bit of a joke there about this is a kind of a discourse at the moment that we're kind of with Amazon and all these things and, and, and the nature of debt that we kind of like we've entered this kind of techno-feudal period with everyone kind of scrounging at the bottom of that. And, and in a sense, you know, we're kind of making this sort of bourgeois kind of music. So, you know, to me it was almost like we're kind of making the chamber, you know, the kind of the um, private music for, for, you know, people kind of... Uh, sort of at the bottom of that, you know. I guess it's also trying to bring out this kind of pseudo-classical kind of energy we've been trying to do, which I guess, you know, with our last album, it came out a few years ago, but it took like five years for us to record it. The thing is, you know, in some ways the music on that record's almost 10 years old, right? And um, we're very slow to record. So in a, in a way, like, the music we're doing is sort of similar to that, but it's like some of the stuff we were originally doing like 17 years ago is even though we're doing it in a pretty ham-fisted way, is pretty kind of like generic now, like all this kind of like that sort of dubby minimal sort of thing is like, I mean, people do it better than us, but it's just like a lot of people doing it now. And with genre, it's like you don't want to be too conscious of genre. I, I mean, as an artist, you, put, you should get to a point where you're not writing with genre in mind. You're trying to just kind of write material that keeps you interested. Obviously, you know, sometimes you want to do something that's kind of genre-specific for whatever reason. I mean, I feel like we've always written in a way that's not genre specific and I don't remember a time where we're like let's do something that sounds like this or it's just been organic. For me right I've come to this thing called line music because it's like I think ambient music's overdone especially in Melbourne, drone music terrible and um, this kind of like quasi-faux minimalist sort of thing done and then so I've gone back to first principles and um, I've really been exploring this concept of line music and, you know, I've been releasing other people that have been doing line music. So that's what's been really inspiring me lately. There's a fabulous Diamond song that uses line. Um, I've, I've reused some line material in some of our new stuff, Grievances, that track, which has got, we've got this track and it's got this kick drum and this floating, you know, it's trying to write a song around a kind of a droning kind of source material, which I guess is more like kind of a medieval kind of thing, which... It's sort of, you know, in the background of some of the current music we're doing is this kind of like quasi-chamber music kind of vibe.
we're only playing new material and we have played a couple of shows recently. So we've got kind of a set together that we're adapting to the show a little bit. Yeah, because, you know, we released the record and we, because we're, we're not very um, proactive ourselves and we didn't really get any offers for shows after we released the record and then COVID happened. And then it was kind of funny, all these, we suddenly got requests to start playing again, which is kind of strange. But in terms of our albums, like generally we'll write a set and then we'll play it. And then if we're lucky, we'll get around to recording it. Then we'll write new songs. and We don't go back to any old material. We don't look backwards in that sense. We constantly have a delayed response to everything. So we put out the album and then the material on the album is like five to seven years old. And then we'll play a set that the material on the album is too old and we're too tired of. So then we'll make a new set. And then by the time we do a next recording, that will be like five to seven years later and then we'll have a whole new set when we play again. I don't know if I should give my secrets of the trade away, you know, but um, in general with like a lot of the music I make, I don't own like a sound card, right? I've been too lazy to buy one. And I kind of, I, I got into this idea of only using the most, firstly, whatever's at hand, but also like the most generic choice of everything, right? Like I was, I was making this material where like you need like a sound effect. So I'm going to pick like the most popular sound ripped off YouTube or like a free sound site. So like in terms of my keyboard sounds, I'm just using like a MIDI keyboard with GarageBand and I use Audacity for all my editing. So, you know, like the worst, like just the cheapest of the cheap, you know, but in a way, because people generally go for a bit uh, more sophisticated technology, maybe there's like certain kind of um, uh, sonic quirks or specific sort of sounds you can get out of that that other people don't have. So it's, it's, so we've got like a, a keyboard and we've got like a stereo backing track. We tend to use just a single kick drum, an electronic kick drum, um, and there's like concrete sort of sounds in there, but like very heavily edited. Yeah, I'm just using different bits of drums at the moment. So, yeah, I'm using a floor tom and several different cymbals at the moment and vocals through delay, which has always been the kind of way we've done things.
Fabulous Diamonds will be playing at the Oratory, Abbotsford Convent, on Sunday the 17th of July, alongside Lyra Pramuk for Liquid Architecture's Ritual Community Music Series. You can find tickets at the link in our show notes. This podcast was produced by Mara Schretfeger for Liquid Architecture on the land of the Gadigal of the Eora Nation. We acknowledge them as the traditional owners of this land and recognise that sovereignty has never been ceded. We pay our respects to their elders past and present. Liquid Architecture is an Australian organisation for artists working with sound and listening. You can support our podcast and online journal Disclaimer through a Patreon subscription for as little as $5 a month. Find the link in our show notes.